Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. How are you doing? We're in these times of quarantine with the coronavirus, and so today here in the Galtier home, which is, uh, in many cases, the Soul Shepherding office. We've got five people in our family all working from home, uh, filling up different rooms, doing the the things that they're doing for their jobs. Well, you are practicing what we're preaching here because this podcast is leading with empathy, and that's what you're doing, out of empathy for our son and daughter and daughter-in-law who are working on their own Zoom calls in our house. You moved our whole podcast studio into our bedroom this morning so that they didn't have to leave to do their work. Yeah, and so all of you listening wouldn't be overhearing oh, three work conversations going on in the background. <laughs> empathy for our listeners, too. And also, you even had empathy for Charlie because you were willing to crack the door so he could get in and out because when we closed the door, he was out there meowing, wanting in. <laughs> yep. And we have empathy for you, our listeners, as you're uh, working and probably from your homes and uh, doing a lot of different things than you're used to doing. Uh, And yet we are in a stage where things are opening up more in our society, and we're thankful for that. Um, But these are strange times. We were just talking, Christy, this will be remembered, you know, throughout our lifetime and beyond this uh, season of dealing with COVID-19 and the quarantine and and all of that. And then, then we've had the whole issue with the, the the racism that's just gotten explosive and we're so thankful for more attention on the the needs and rights of African Americans and minorities and yet it's been it's been a turbulent time and we've had all the, the riots and all that and so we did that podcast recently just on the trauma uh, related to this uh, so many emotions that so many people are having especially our African American brothers and sisters so today's podcast is very timely this whole series on emotional intelligence is really timely for these times that we live in today, uh, I mean, it would be good anytime because that's our message is that empathy is essential to life, to relationships, to spirituality, and it is often uh, underrepresented and, and misunderstood. So we're really going to go into that more today as we talk about leading with empathy. We want to just really encourage you and all of your relationships with your, your family, your friends, your small group, your church, uh, wherever you work. Uh, leading with em- empathy, uh, initiating, moving forward with interest and uh, concern, and uh, in how the people are feeling and dr- drawing them out. That's really a starting point for, for building a relationship of safety and trust and bonding. And it, it is the, the, really the heart of emotional intelligence, which, as we've been talking about in, in this series on EQ, uh, emotional intelligence is so valuable for everything that we do in life, uh, and particularly our faith and our relationship with God and our service for God. And so the first three attributes of emotional intelligence that we've been talking about, you mentioned are more inward attributes. The things that we're doing for our our own uh, internal growth and uh, abiding in the Lord. So we begin with uh, self-awareness is is the S in the SMART acronym. We want to be emotionally smart. And so being aware of our needs and struggles and weaknesses and gifts and, and emotions is where emotional intelligence begins. And then the M is managing our emotions so that we're 
not being emotionally reactive and uh, losing our temper or uh, having anxiety attacks or uh, just learning to deal with uh, uh, the, the grief of these times is another example. And it's so important that we take ownership of our emotions and get help with our emotions so that we learn to manage them. And, and this is the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, an important fruit of the Spirit. And then the A in being emotionally smart is, which we talked about last week, and that's activation or motivation. And that's having energy for, for life, for, for work, for relationships. And that these, so these are inner qualities. And now as we move to the last two of the five aspects that we talk about in our emotional intelligence booklet, uh, the subtitle on that is Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And that's available in our Soul Shepherding store online. You can, you can buy that and download that right now. And you've got uh, six different lessons from the life of Jesus and uh, the unpacking emotional intelligence with uh, practical application for your relationships and your work and all that you're doing using Jesus as the model. So as we come to these last two aspects, we're really looking at how, how we relate to others, how, how we lead and how we work. And so, uh, yeah, relating with empathy is today. And then next week we'll be talking about teaming with others, which is so important in ministry and in all kinds of work and leadership. So relating with empathy, this is something that you can grow in as you can in each of these attributes of emotional intelligence. We can practice empathy, and it's not only a, a skill, it's really a quality of being, a, a quality of, of relating. And so to grow in empathy, we need to get with people who are empathetic, get in conversations. And, and this is, uh, as our regular listeners know, this is a theme uh, in the history of all of our Soul Talks podcasts. We've got, I don't know how many, 230 or 40 now. But we, this is a subject that's implicit and pretty much everything we talk about is the understanding of emotions and being healthy in our emotions so that we can really flourish in our discipleship to Jesus and in our service to God. So we want you to get a vision for this, that empathy is something that you really need for your own emotional health, but also for good leadership and for relating to others and loving your neighbor and to see how Jesus modeled this. We, we talk about how Jesus in his incarnation shows us and models God's empathy to us. He came, he experienced what we experience as humans. And as you read about Jesus' life in the gospel, you see his empathy for other people, key in his motivation and how he relates to people and his healings, even in his teachings, even in the boundaries that he sets. Yeah, he's always tuning in to, uh, first of all, to the Father and his, his relationship with the Father, his intimacy with the Father, but out, out of that oneness that, and that, out of that love relationship and that joy and peace that he has in his relationship with the Father and the Spirit, uh, he is looking to the people around him, noticing their situation, noticing their struggles, their conflicts, their sins, their needs, and their emotions. And so when he interacts with people, whether it's teaching or healing or whatever it is, it's coming out of that empathetic understanding and so that's why Jesus, we often read in the scriptures how, how compassionate Jesus was. Well, that, that his compassion to raise up people, to, to uh, help make a, a huge difference in their life that was for their good, it comes out of the empathetic understanding of what's it like to be that person? What are they struggling with? What do they need? So I think that would be helpful, Bill, if we can give people a little bit of modeling 
of empathy. So we write about it in the emotional intelligence book, ebook, and spell it out kind of how some ways people can practice it. You've written out the four A's of empathy that are really concrete there. But instead of just teaching through those, what, what if we model that? Yeah, so uh, I was talking with a pastor last week, and uh, you know, as always, I'm going to uh, change the story so that we wouldn't ever want to violate anybody's confidence. But this is such a typical story of pastors and leaders that I talk to, and you know, I I relate to it. So I'm just going to be like I'm that pastor, and then then Christy's going to talk with me and model the four A's of empathy because this is this is really the structure of soul talks. This is what we do all the time in our our personal life. I mean, most days we have conversations that are about how we're feeling about different things and this is what we do as spiritual directors and what we teach the spiritual directors that go through our certificate training program in our soul shepherding institute one one of the main things is empathy because so much of our growing faith and our ministry and our leadership come out of out of this empathy so i'm talking with this pastor recently and his church went through a really hard situation and so a lot of grief and, and sadness that everybody is a small church, uh, about 150 people, and all of the people are going through this t- together. And so this pastor is you know, very caring and empathetic and compassionate. And so he's sort of like an old-time pastor, and he's doing house calls uh, wherever he can or phone calls, Zoom calls, and he's reaching into all the people in his church. So... I talked with him at the end of a week where he had had 60 conversations with people who are grieving, literally 60. Wow. I, I said, so that's 10 a day, I said yeah. to him. And he says, yeah, it's, that would be the average. And he's just pouring out his heart. Uh, and he, the pastor himself is grieving because this situation, he, he feels sad about it too. Yeah. And so he's reaching into the, the uh, world and the lives of, of each of these people in his church and asking, you know, how are you? And, and then he's listening and he's caring for them and guiding them gently and he's praying for them, you know, just conversation after conversation. And this is the life of a, of a counselor, a spiritual director, um, people in pastoral care, uh, and a lot of us just who have big hearts and we, we listen to people. And so that's where I intersected with him and uh, was able to come and support him. And so now uh, we're going to shift. Now I'm going to be this pastor because uh, sometimes I am this pastor. <laughs> and Christy, you're going to be my soul friend. Uh, now Christy's my wife, so that makes it extra sweet. But it, uh, this is not primarily a a marriage role play. You might be able to apply it that way, but mostly what we're demonstrating here is a soul talk that is good for any relationship with your friend, somebody in your small group, uh, somebody in your leadership team at church that you're working with, uh, any, any, rela- any relationship. The marketplace is you're in, in work and you're having, having a coffee with somebody. This is how to do a soul talk. Okay, so I'm going to say, wow, you know, I know you're in a time of transition. You've been going through a lot. I'm wondering, how are you? How, how are you feeling with all you're experiencing? Well, I appreciate you asking, but you know, I'm I'm so busy. I got another call I need to get to, and I, I got I got a, so many people to talk to. I I, I don't know if I can um, can do that. But thank you. Wow, it's hard for you to even take a minute to get in touch with and, and let yourself feel those emotions and share them. It sounds like I'm just thinking about all the people in our church, and this is such a difficult time. It's so stressful and. You know, people are, are really uh, grieving the situation. And so, yeah, I just, I've, 
uh, was just taking a little break here and, and I feel like, you know, I've got a, a number more calls to make today. And so, yeah. Mm, it's hard for you to be present to yourself because you're so burdened and concerned about all the people that you're caring for. And it sounds like you're carrying a lot of responsibility, feeling maybe a little bit rushed even to, to get some of that done and, and connected to them. It's hard to maybe receive for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're really wanting to help me, and I, I, I don't want to need that. I wonder why. What's, what's under that? Uh, um, yeah, I guess I'm. it's just I, my needs don't seem that important compared to the people that, that uh, you know, I'm, pa- I'm their pastor. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I know what you're offering is so valuable, and yet I, I care about you and your soul and how it's going with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I think I would, I would be good for me to just let you continue ministering to me and, and I'll go back to those calls maybe later today. Yeah, that would be good. I, w- I would love to be able to hold this space for you, just to listen to you. Thank you. What you sounds like you've been containing a lot of other people's emotions. Yeah, well, as I listen to them, it, it just brings up my own sadness and sense of loss around, uh, you know, this, this person that we've loved that's not with us anymore. And, um, it's just hard to say goodbye and hard to lose a loved one. And, um, so, uh, yeah, as I listen to people, I have to kind of, you know, contain, hold inside just my own sadness that it brings up. Mm. Wonder if you're in touch with any of the sadness right now you're feeling with this loss well um you know this person was so important to us in the church and one of our founding members and uh even uh filled the pulpit sometimes with guest preaching and just so uh, so loved by everybody and i don't know that i would have made it this this far this many years as pastor without him and so you know, have him, you know, die and go on to be with the Lord at, you know, relatively young age. I mean, I thought he had another 10 or even 20 years with us. And so it just hit me hard. And he's just been a real advocate for me. And, and uh, just so visible. It's just so loved by everybody in the church. It sounds like you're feeling the loss for everyone, but also uniquely to you, that there's some special things about your relationship with him that you're really going to miss. And one of those is the way that he even helped you, partnered with you in your leadership and brought, gave you a break sometimes in the pulpit mm-hmm. and blessed people in your church in that, blessed you. Yeah, yeah, there's a weight to leading and he helped me carry that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's someone that I could be more vulnerable with than mm. the average person in the church because, you know, I'm their pastor and so I need to be there for them and, and I want to do that. But with him, there was more mutuality. That's a big loss when you lose someone, when you're a leader who understands the weight of leadership, who shares some of that with you. And for you to have that that sense of validation from him, that it sounds like you even maybe received a little bit of empathy from him because he knew a little bit of what that required of you. Leader. Yeah, he was he was always tenderhearted towards me and interested in how I was doing, and yeah, he he would uh, even as I would talk 
church stuff and, you know, we would work through issues and uh, he would give me some great thinking and advice. Uh, you know, he, he would say, but how does it feel for you, Bill? Or even as I was supporting him pastorally with things in his personal life or what he was experiencing, he, he, he wouldn't just let the conversation stop there. He would then say, you know, well, how are you? And I, and I knew that he could handle it. Yeah, that mutuality I'm hearing was such a gift to you. And so you're really grieving the loss of that. That was a really special and unique part of your relationship with him. Yeah, I'm sad for you with losing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've been feeling the loss. I've mm-hmm. been feeling the the grief, and you know, just conversation after conversation where I'm supporting people in our church, and I'm glad I get to do that. I want to do that, and it's it's an important part of what God's called me to do. But it's extra tiring because my own grief starts to comes up, and I have mm-hmm. to have to hold that there so that I can listen and empathize for others. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it wears me out. It, it's, it's a lot to carry. And, and, mm-hmm. and then that brings me back to the, the loss and the grief because my, my friend, if this had been anybody else in the church that had died, he would be helping me mm-hmm. and he would be having conversations with people. And yeah. so that would be sort of less for me to carry. Yeah, Bill, this, this is such a huge loss for you and such a huge, immense grief that you're in because you are carrying some of the grief of other people amidst your own grief of this loss. And then this, this loss is it has personally affected you personally and professionally. Yeah. You know, I'm listening to you reflect back to me, my emotions and really validating how, how big this is for me is reminding me how I tend to minimize my own needs and, Mm -hmm my own concerns and I'm just so focused on my, my leadership, my ministry, other people, the relationships and how I can help them and, and other, other people's needs always seem um, like more urgent or more pressing than mine. I just always feel like I have all these advantages and resources and so I, I, I want to be there for other people. Yeah, and I love your earnestness and, and so does Jesus. He's so thankful for your earnestness, your service to him, your love for him and his people. And yet I know he wants you to see his empathy for you in this grief too, that he knows grief, that he grieved when his dad died, that his mm. his earthly father Joseph, that he grieved when Lazarus died, that, that he knows he knows this grief and he empathizes with you and he knows what it's like to be strong for others and for them be with them in their grief. And he, he was probably there for his siblings in their grief and his mom and others when Joseph died. And I just sense he's so pleased with you, the ways that you are entering in, joining him with his empathy for, for people in your church, but also that he wants you to receive his empathy for you personally. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Christy, because that's what I say to other people. And from my heart, and I mean it, I know it's true. I know it's true for me too, but I, I've been minimizing my need for that. And so, um, you know, it's not enough to like just know that Jesus is that way, that he has empathy for me or that he's pleased with me, proud of me. Uh, but slowing down to feel my emotions now and talk with you about the situation and then 
trusting you as Christ's ambassador to me and then receiving your your interest, your concern, your compassion, receiving that is from the Lord and receiving your words of um, affirmation and encouragement is from the Lord that helps me feel God's presence, helps me sense that, well, yeah, that's true. He, he, is, he is pleased with me and I, I need to um, be, be nourished by that and let, let that lift my spirits. Yes, I want to validate that and I want to encourage you that this is a valuable and important work for you to be taking time to feel your emotions, your grief, to articulate it and find the words and share it and to, to let me listen with empathy and to feel some of that with you so you're not alone in carrying all this. Well, thanks for pursuing me uh, because, I yeah, I've been running fast today, uh, this week in particular, and so I, I was... Um, I was resisting. I was resisting your efforts to help me just because I was so in, in this work mode of needing to, to get to the next call. And so thank you. You're welcome. So we cut that a little short here just for time on the podcast, but it, it hopefully gives you a little bit of a taste for how you can give and even receive empathy, which is so important. If you're going to give it, you've got to receive it. In our blog, this week, you will be able to read how empathy is oxygen for your soul. You've got to receive it. You've got to put that oxygen mask on first and then give it. And then in our emotional intelligence booklet, we give you at the end of the chapter on relating with empathy, an EQ practice where you can practice four A's of empathy. And that's really what we just did here, what we just modeled, where the first A is you ask to talk. And we spell that out, what that looks like for the speaker, the listener, then you attune to the person's emotions that you're listening to. And we also give some tips as to if you're the speaker, how you can attune to your own emotions to share those. And then acknowledging the significance of what is being said, what's being shared, what's being felt, uh, what you're really empathizing with. And so we break that up too for the person who is speaking and the person who's listening. And then lastly, affirming the strength that you're hearing and you heard me do that in affirming this pastor's heart, his inner, his um, earnestness for God and for the people and for the responsibility that he has, but also validating the good work he was doing by tuning in and sharing his grief and receiving empathy. So we hope that these will serve you well as you grow in your smart love and leadership. And we want to thank each of you so much for joining us on Soul Talks and for helping us grow this community. And you are doing that by submitting podcast reviews. And it's been a great encouragement to us. And we want to thank you, Amy, for your podcast review. And just the way I love that you said, Bill and Christy, make the gospel of Jesus Christ contagious. Oh, yes, Jesus, may Mm. that be. And Lord Jesus, we do ask that you would help all of us to be contagious for you for your great love, your good news that in, that includes this empathy that you have for us and the way you fill us with your love to overflow with others. Continue this good work in and through us for your glory, we pray. Amen. And so, friends, we are just so thankful for each of you and having you following Jesus with us. And if you want to leave a review on our Soul Talks podcast, that would be so helpful for uh, growing this ministry and you just simply open up your podcast app go into the uh, library where you soul talks would be in your library if you've subscribed Uh, if you haven't subscribed subscribe and then you just scroll down to the bottom and you'll you'll see there where it says uh, write a review 
And so then you just you just give a star rating and you you write a simple review. It could be just a phrase or a sentence. Very easy to do. If you're having trouble doing it on your phone, try doing it on your computer. But you basically need to get into the uh, the Soul Talks page uh, in the the podcast world. And so uh, thanks for that. And and uh, gosh, if we haven't met you yet, we would love to have you. Join us in our Soul Shepherding Institute sometime. Uh, bring a friend or a colleague with you, and maybe you could earn a certificate in spiritual direction and get really good with empathy and spiritual hospitality and guiding people in their discipleship to Jesus and their spiritual growth, and it'd be a blessing for you. So look forward to talking to you next week, and we'll elevate conversations for your soul again. So we've created a resource called Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And so that's an ebook that you can, you can download right now, and uh, it's going to go into more depth on these five aspects of emotional intelligence. And uh, for each of these uh, five EQ traits, we have an, an EQ practice, something specific that you can do, a particular scripture that you can pray, and, how, and guiding you on how you can pray that to develop your emotional intelligence in that area so that you can have healthier relationships and be more effective in your leadership. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 